Welcome to Fantastic Books and How to Read Them. The fantasy book review podcast by this couple who's read more than a couple of fantastic books. We're your hosts, Sam and Anna, and let's see what we're reading this week. Welcome back, fantastic listeners. This is Sam and Anna, and we are just thrilled to be jumping into some hot stuff going down in Ventus right now. Yes, I'm so excited. Where we last left off, Kavoth, mic drop of the century. Your grace, Cardicus is poisoning you. Right, we left everyone on tenterhooks with that. Yeah, that was quite the end of an episode. So we're finally going to get through the whole debacle today. And we will be covering chapters 60 through 67. Great. I have no announcements. I'm pretty eager to just jump right into this yeah no we're finally a lot to pick apart this time this book is fantastic but we're definitely entering my favorite sections of story yeah we've said it so many times already but the plot really picks up from here in my opinion yeah especially in terms of like the overarching plot of kavoth in his quest for the shandrian so this whole set of chapters has a whole bunch of action in them some different character developments that we were probably not expecting. I know I was not expecting when I first read the book. And we've got a few fan theories that we've researched in preparation for these chapters as well. Yeah. And I actually kind of want to jump into some of the theories before we start dissecting chapters really quick. Sure. Just because this is a Let's bold do it. statement. We could pick this apart for like one quick moment. Like Kavoth is telling the essentially a king that one of his most trusted advisors... Uh, Arcanist is poisoning him. Someone who's worked for him, as the mayor says, for 12 years. Like, that's a really long time. I don't know if Codicus became corrupt if he's had a change of heart or if, like, he has been running this con for 12 years. That's a really long game to be playing. And for just a stranger to roll up and then be like, hey, your wizard's poisoning you. Like, he's taking a huge risk. Again, let's also remember Kavoth is 16. People think he's maybe 20. Like, he does not have a lot of clout here. No. He's a stranger who's come to serve as a musician and poet. So, this is a big statement. Oh, for sure. And he could could easily, like, get his head chopped off if he's not careful. Oh, absolutely. And so... Did you want to talk about the theories a little more? I did, because obviously we'll get into you know, what's going on with this accusation and the outcome of it. But biggest reason, why? And we never quite get it. We don't get it. We might get some answers book three, but... Mm -mm. So there are basically three top theories as to why Codicus is poisoning the mayor. One, he's an emir. Two, he is working with the Shandrian. Or three, he is working for the Jackus family. Mm-hmm. So one, him being an Amir would be pretty interesting because, I mean, there's a lot of factors here. Again, we don't know too much about the Amir, but he could be trying to protect the mayor from getting to the Lackless box or close to Melo and Lackless. He could be working for, quote unquote, the greater good, which we don't really know what it is. But killing someone this powerful is definitely could be it creates part of a vacuum of power greater and greater good quote unquote yeah because the emir have known to do worse things in the name of the greater good right i mean look at that um i always forget the individual's name but who was born in uh simmons lands who did all those experiments gibeah yeah duke of gibeah who yeah. did all that fucked up stuff i think there was a theory i read that was kind of connecting all the lackless items so like the four plate door the lackless box and kavoth's thrice locked box um, oh yeah 
all being somehow part of what the Amir are protecting and preventing the Lacklaces from trying to open them. Because in one of the poems, it says one of the things that you need to open the Lackless box or the Lackless door is a son who brings the blood. So you would need someone from the Lackless family to... A male heir from that Lackless family. Right, to in order to open these things. And if we follow the theory that the four-plate door is being protected by Lauren, who's named Mir, Cauticus might be protecting the Lackless box. He even brings it up. He does in bring it up. a couple chapters, which we'll get well, into. He brought it up before when Kavoth was interviewing oh, right. him about the Lacklaces, quote-unquote. So why would he know so much about the Lacklaces? And he says it's like pretty well known stuff, but Kavoth's never heard of it. Right. We're not really sure, but it seems like he might be poisoning the mire to prevent him, Alvaron, from getting close to Malin Lacklace and her box. So... Because there's only one potential person that the mayor outlines as being someone he could marry and that's Meloin. Right. And so there's not a lot of other reasons for keeping someone weak but alive that really seem clear because Codicus isn't going for power like he's been quote-unquote helping the mayor for years but hasn't really risen up in court any more than he already is. Right it's a long con and I don't know if it's more of like in his like twisted mind of like I want to keep him indentured to my services as like a job security of like well, if he's healthy, he doesn't have a need for me, but, I mean, he clearly can do other things. No, I think that makes perfect sense, except for the fact that, like, this book is not about court politics. Right. Rothfuss doesn't put in any extraneous plot, and this takes up many, many chapters, so there's got to be some larger connection going on. Right. One theory that we were reading that I really enjoyed was um, Codicus is being manipulated by the Chandrian, there's a lot of supporting little key details that go on with this where they would have a lot to gain uh, creating a vacuum of power mm-hmm. by removing Mira Alvaron and they could really take advantage of that. Also, coincidentally, his highways and his roads are being infiltrated with bandits who are led by none other than Cinder coming up. Right. There is a tiny detail I saw in one of the fan theories that the box that he gives Kavoth when he goes to the bandits that has his map in it might be a map that has all the portals, the Greystone portals in it. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so that might be another weird connection to the Chandrian. I think it makes a lot of sense, though, that they would want to create some sort of power vacuum because they're always sort of causing chaos and destabilizing things, although we're still not really sure why. Yeah. But... Oh, man, I don't know. I think the final theory behind this is probably the most realistic. And I think plot-wise makes the most sense. Is that through circumstances is all influenced from the Jackus family. It could be very interesting. Because they do, throughout the course of the books, move closer and closer to the throne. Like in yeah. succession. And I think it's a pretty good guess that Ambrose or one of his family members is the king that Kavoth kills. In book three. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation here, but I think one thing that does kind of make sense is we know for a fact that Codicus had been to the Jackus estate recently. Recently. They have a lot to gain by removing uh, families of high power away from the throne. And again, by creating such a large vacuum of power, if the mayor was removed, who would carry the influence? And so if they're a more powerful family... They might be even, you know, able to take over that station of power 
and get even closer to the throne. There's a lot of speculation. I don't know how the politics of this world pan out. Mm-mm. It is kind of strange that it would be such a slow death for the mayor, though. Mm. Unless they're trying to plan it where multiple people fall out of line to the throne in a way that's not suspicious looking. Like, they've, it's happened more, quote unquote, naturally. Because, like, oh, he's been sick for a long time and now he's passed away without an heir versus like the Jackass family being so bloodthirsty and ruthless that they're out there like cutting down their whoever's standing in the way between them and the throne. I think that makes the most sense because a major theme with Ambrose and Kavolt's own feud is it's never him. It's always the external forces at work. Mm. So the Jackass family may be employing the bandits to steal the taxes and create destabilization. Yeah, that's also a possibility. And like by circumstance, yes, Cinder's involved. So there may be influence of the Shandrian or it might genuinely just be happenstance that it was like the false alias of this bandit group is actually the Shandrian. There could be deeper connections like the Jackus family, like you said, could be intentionally or unintentionally working with the Shandrian. But there could also be parallels like Kavoth is, a, in our opinions, a lackless. So there could be like an ongoing like lackless Jackus feud, which is mirrored in like the mayor and his wife eventually Malowin versus the Jackus family which might be mirrored by like Shandrian versus Amir like it might be multiple like parallel levels of this conflict that's really cool I do like that all speculation though for sure and listeners we would love to hear your input on this always feel free to reach out to us on social media and let us know your thoughts and opinions and some of these fan theories and you know maybe some theories of your own that you would like to share with us yeah so Again, we don't have an answer as to why Codicus is poisoning the mayor, but I think it's time to get into the nitty-gritty of how he's actually doing it. Yes. Chapter 60. Wisdom's Tool. All right. Well, Kavoth just dropped his truth bomb on the mayor, and the mayor is not happy. Yes. I love this line. Mayalavron says, you are right to speak that close and that soft. You are treading on dangerous ground, but speak. I will hear you. I'm shocked he even gives him a chance. Yeah, I feel like any other person would be like, get out, you're done, execute him, treason, like, boom. I guess it is, if someone said, like, I was being poisoned, I'd want to know what they had to say at the very least. Yeah. Because that is obviously something that's going to personally affect you, being the one ingesting poison. But Kavoth reveals to the mayor that he is a member of the university and has similar training to Codicus. Unfortunately, that was not mentioned in Threpe's letter, which Kavoth mentions is because Alvaron was not looking for an arcanist and knowing how superstitious people in Vintus are didn't bring it up as part of his background. Yeah. But now this is kind of backfiring because Mayor Alvaron's like, why would you not? Why didn't you say that before? Yeah. And it's just, it's like all awfully convenient. Now you tell me you're a wizard. Right. Like, so he asks Kavoth to perform some magic. And this part's awesome. It's it's subtle, but to me, I think it's really cool. It's really cool. He like puts out all the candles in the room. Yeah. And then takes their light and makes he, like, one of his own rings glow. Yeah. Which is really cool. But it is tough. He doesn't have a lot of heat source, so he's pulling from his own body. So when the mayor says like, that's enough... And he does say it in a way where he's not scared or concerned sounding. I think he's just convinced. Yes. So he's probably less superstitious than Kavoth expected him to be. Mm. Kavoth then doesn't have enough energy left or enough body heat left to turn the candles back on. So he just he just opens all the windows. Yeah. And he's like, yep, well, now you can have some fresh air for yourself. That was, You know, what? I never picked up on that. 
Yeah, I think he ran out of like he didn't want to use his body heat anymore. Smart and to like relight the candles. That's really <laughs> funny because I never understood that. Yeah, because it was really it is an odd exchange of conversation. Cavo says something about like other people don't think sunlight is good for you. As he's opening the windows, and the mayor just replies, like, yes, yes, you're very clever. I love that. Just kind of like anyone else who doesn't subscribe to Kavos bullshit sometimes. Right? Like, he is <laughs> smart, but I feel like because he kind of lays it on thick. Kavos? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, I'm definitely, I unintentionally do that kind of stuff sometimes in my own regular life. Well, Kavos is a performer, yeah. as he never fails to mention. So he puts on a little show for the mayor, but he's convinced that Kavoth has got some university training. Mm-hmm. Kavoth goes on to say, that, like, I watched Codicus make your medicine and like the medicine he made for you was not real medicine. He also was explaining how while he was talking with Codicus and listening to this, he was basically taking the time to get a collection of stories of noble houses. This part made me annoyed. Because then the mayor was like, oh, if anything, you're proving to me you're just a liar. But literally in the last chapter, he said, make up an excuse to go talk to Codicus. I know. The mayor needs to be skeptical because this is a really outrageous claim. And Kavoth is like... But Kavoth followed his order. I know. <laughs> it's I think so it's, frustrating. I think he's just trying to really make sure that Kavoth is actually being genuine. He's challenging him, and it's important that he does this because you don't want to be spoon-fed lies and then just be like, yeah. It shows that the mayor is very analytical, if not frustrating. He, yeah, he can be frustrating. That's for sure. Yeah, and so, um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that part bothered me. And he is sick, so I'll give him, like, a little bit of an excuse. Like, he's probably half the time in a fever dream right now. But, yeah, Kavosa is getting frustrated because he's saying... The mayor's starting to dismiss him of like, don't tell me all these lies because you just said you're like good at lying. Yeah. So then Kavoth is getting like more and more shut down by the mayor and the mayor basically says like, don't interrupt me. And like he is one microsecond away from like losing, losing control of the situation, losing everything he has here in Ventus and like probably getting imprisoned or worse. He is so bold and just starts listing like symptoms that the mayor have had. And you can tell it starts to shake the mayor. Like he was not expecting Kavoth to know what was wrong with him because he's very private and very secret about his illness. Yeah. Obviously, if you're the most powerful person and you're chronically ill, you don't want to be like broadcasting that to people. I love this. He's like, well, Codicus told you. And Kavoth responds by saying, do you really think Codicus would discuss your like personal private illness with me a stranger and then goes on to talk more about the different types of symptoms that the mayor probably is having and he's like spot on yeah it's like insane except for paralysis which the mayor says he hasn't experienced and Kavoth goes well thank goodness but everything else is right on the money yeah no it's it's such a cool Power move. And also, I feel like, again, builds the Kavoth's reputation of being like Kavoth the Arcane. Yeah. Good point. Good point. He was then saying, I'm sure there's different things in here. Some of it's lead and, you know, ophalum. And so the mayor is basically saying, like, well, is it poison or medicine? And so then he's basically telling him it contains a little bit of both. And it contains laudanum, which is... um similar to dinner resin and so it is dinner resin yeah and so the mayor immediately is like oh crap like he knows exactly what that is like everybody does 
right? That'd be like if your doctor was secretly giving you like cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Not cool. Makes him crave it. And so he's like, all right, you basically need to like detox. The next two days are going to be horrendous. But if you can get through this, like I will get you through it. And, you know, you'll slowly start to recover. Right. Unfortunately, lead is a heavy metal and like that's not going to come out of his system. No. He warns him what to expect in the next like from with his withdrawal symptoms yeah so the poor mayor has like two days of not good stuff to look forward to yeah so the mayor's even like out loud questioning like why would he do this after 12 years it makes no sense and to us as readers it still doesn't make a lot of sense there's not enough information to go off of i remember the first time i read this and i was coming across this section and I was like, this is very storybook, even for this. And like, that was the whole theme with these books is like, all stories have an origin and then they do play with like classic tropes. It, yeah, it definitely plays with tropes. I was surprised and shocked, but I was also like, this seems very convenient that Kavoth gets to Vintus and he's there in time to influence and interrupt whatever's going on here with this between the mayor and Codicus. Right. I think it would have almost been more convincing if Kavoth had started the work that the mayor had hired him to do. The work for like courting, courting yeah. Malo and Lackless and then like had stumbled upon this. The order of events that happens does feel very bizarre and it feels very heightened and fast. And Kavoth kind of yo-yos extraordinarily quickly between being in the mayor's good graces and then bad graces and then back to good. And then like he's fairly secure in his position at court after that and for a while i was like is this whole plot just to have kavoth prove to the mayor that he's trustworthy like it's got to be more than that yeah i know there's several points coming up in the next few chapters that i'm excited to talk about that prove that codicus knows what he's doing and that it's intentional yeah because the very first time kavoth goes in there he mentions that codicus mixes everything in a lead bowl and even i was like what the heck yeah why are you mixing medicine inside lead regular people know that's bad right and so it's like are you feigning ignorance are you actually like a dunderhead like are you pretending to be an arcanist i'm interested if kavoth because we know he returns to the university at the end of this book i'm interested to see if he digs around a little bit on like codicus and who he was while he was at the university if he studied at the university it might have been other um lesser schools Oh, I always assumed the university was like the one and only. Well, I wouldn't say the one and only. It's probably like the main, most famous university. I don't know. There might be lesser schools across the corners. I think there's probably other schools, but I don't know if any of them teach. I guess, well, Codicus may have been like learning stuff like chemistry and stuff. Yeah. And I... I guess the university is really well known for like sympathy mm. and the arcanum. But if Codicus is just kind of using other things, but he has a giller, so he has to have gone through the he university. Have, he, I mean, he's probably well trained and well taught, but I just didn't know if it was necessarily at this, un- like the university. Anyhow. He knows what he's doing and he's doing it on purpose. Yes. He's that well trained. As Kavoth is speculating with the mayor, he says there's a way to at least prove if this is poison or not. He has the mayor in turn get stapes to collect about a dozen of these birds called sipquicks. Which I think have got to be like hummingbirds. Yeah, that's what I figured. It was like the equivalent of it. Yep. And um, they replace the feeder instead of sugar, water, and nectar. It's the medicine. And Kavoth takes a big gamble because the mayor is like, well, I've been getting my medicine for years and I haven't died. And Kavoth says, well, they're much smaller and their metabolisms are faster. So 
therefore in a few days in a few days we'll know and that's not necessarily like you might it may have been a lot longer than that and he doesn't know yeah so he's really taking a big risk he took a big risk he took a lot of big risks in this episode and they all pay off which again is echoes of the plumb bob potentially and like Kavos increasing willingness to take larger and larger risks in his life there's an interesting part with this as well where Stapes kind of sets everything up for uh, the mayor mm-hmm. and the mayor kind of fibs where he was like, I can't go outside of my gardens. Can you bring the birds to me? It'll help me feel better. And yeah. Kavota's like, with all due respect, why are you lying to Stapes? And he's like, oh, well, Stapes like literally has no poker face. And so if he thinks that there's treachery about, he won't be able to like keep the con going either. So yeah, it's interesting. There's a little bit of a power play at the moment. Stapes' whole role in this thing is lightly questionable to me, too. I know, especially with a couple of chapters from now. Mm-hmm. I'll but, wait till we get there, but yeah. I have questions about Stapes as well. Yeah. But, yeah, Kavoth gets them to bring the the birds inside. He replaces the medicine in the feeders, and then he asks the mayor for some money to go down into Severin Low to get some supplies that he's going to need to create his own medicines to counteract the poisoning and so and the withdrawal unfortunately right and there's one little aside here that i absolutely love because the mayor's in bed and he was basically saying like oh i'm gonna need funds in order to get what i need to like help you out and the mayor immediately (laughs) tosses him a a coin purse and so this is like a jump back to kavos time in tarbian where he's acting like a bratty lordling and um to get his set of clothes. Yeah, and so he says, a gentleman is never far from his purse. And so, yeah, he definitely has like a micro geek out to himself while this is happening. <laughs> Good thing he has a poker face because I feel like other people might like have that moment where you think of a funny joke to yourself and start laughing. <laughs> yeah, and the mayor be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you could leave. But anyway, he gets his money and he is going to make his way to Severin Low, leaving the mayor's estate actually for the first time since he's been there. Yep, and there are several errands he needs to run, but Kavol's smart, and he realizes that a lot of the gentry and nobility at the mayor's estate are bored and have ample money, power, and influence to pass the time, and so he knows people are going to be following him and keeping tabs and seeing what he's up to. Yeah, he's got a lot of, like, gossip mongers on his tail. Yeah. He's also worried that, like, God forbid this plan doesn't work out and the mayor doesn't make it through and he's seen like going down into Severin Low and getting like medicine supplies that he then goes to the mayor's rooms with and then the mayor dies like super sketchy bad yeah <laughs> very so, bad so he goes on the longest turnaround of errands of like <laughs> getting food and picking things up at apothecaries but also like he gets his loot he gets his loot which is like oh thank god but um he also then like kind of bold to just like use the mayor's funds for whatever though yeah well it's not like he's really that short on coin but um i no, do but agree i, I feel bold. like he's one of those people who'd be like i'll take back whatever money you didn't spend yeah and then to protect his i guess his reputation of saving the mayor he then in turn <laughs> destroys his own <laughs> i forgot about because he right. goes to several apothecaries to get a few things that he actually needs and stuff he doesn't need and some of them are things to cure impotence and he then, like, threatens and bribes, like, some local shopkeepers to keep their mouth shut. And he, like, makes himself seem all, like, flustered and angry about it. Yep. So in case any of these lordlings come sniffing around at the shops and be like, did you see a red-haired man? He'd be like, 
boy, did I. And guess what he was buying? Yep. So, in a way, it's good that he's keeping people off his trail of helping the mayor. But yeah, in turn, he is totally damaging his own reputation. But it was clever because he bought the stuff he needed and framed those as being the, like, scapegoat items. Yeah. Whereas the impotence cure was, like, the fake item. Right. So he, like, kind of flipped the scripts on it. Unfortunately, it does hurt his own reputation a little bit, but doesn't really seem to hurt him that much. He's fine. There's actually a really interesting moment here where Kavoth is heading back up. The horse lifts. And oh, as yeah, there's, it's... like, multiple ways to get up the cliffs, yes. which we haven't heard about before. Yeah, this is actually really cool. So there's the old-fashioned stairs. Which... which are, like, obviously free, but mm-hmm. you have to climb a bunch of stairs and probably not very safe either, I would imagine. Yeah, there's the horse lifts, which are much cheaper, but again, that's more of like a crude rustic and... No, the horse lifts are favored by the nobles. Oh, that's right, Because they don't sorry. trust the... The sympathy The sympathy ways. lifts. So there's like basically lifts run by a couple, two brothers, I think, who are sympathists. Yeah. And they use sympathy to like make the elevators go up and down and normally you'd think that that would be like the high class way to go. But because people in Ventus are so superstitious, superstitious yeah. the like there's a, another set of lifts that are like pulled by horses and it's like a bunch of pulleys in a big pulley system. So like horse teams pull them up and down. And Kavos said um, occasionally, like another merit of those is that occasionally like some drunk lordling will fall to his death off the edge of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> like he hates the nobility. So he thinks those are... Uh, a pretty good option there yeah and so like right as he gets to the top who does he run into the one the only the infuriating incomparable Donna. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, i don't know she frustrates me but i absolutely love how patrick rothless like writes the romance behind it all and like his infatuation and everything like it's, oh, it's really well it's written and the fact writing. that she is not as perfect as Kavoth wants her to be is even more like real yeah but again what is she doing in Ventus she keeps like kind of following Kavoth around but making it seem like she's not yeah and that is a strange thing to be happening considering how big the world is and why would Kavoth be in Ventus and why would she know that I don't think she knew. It was more, I think it was just a happenstance, which is a crazy coincidence. Maybe there's more to it. Oh, I think her patron is sending her around wherever Kavoth is. Mm, That's probably the likely outcome. Like, I don't think she specifically knew, but I think someone sent her there on purpose and that someone knew where Kavoth was. Yeah. And she may or may not be like trying to get information on Kavoth and may or may not have real feelings for him. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll never it's, uh, know. It's so frustrating because they have like this embrace moment and he's like, dude, no way. Because like, he, boy's looking fresh. He's been outfitted by outfitted by the mayor. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got like, some really nice he's clothes. He's like riding like the fancy high class like transit. Yeah. Yeah. He looks money right now. Yeah. Boy does look money. And so obviously he sees his crush and he's like, girl, what you doing? Why are you here? And she's like, come find me usual and he's like where <laughs> bitch where but like <laughs> glad he finally remembers to ask her where yeah and so she actually gives him like uh in in severed low that he can come find her and so they depart but he is like stoked like his heart's in, like beating out of his chest he's like she's here i'm here like there's opportunities for us to hang out right like i'm kind of a higher class person here like i've got some means like this is gonna be great yeah and so he's thrilled 
And that's actually where we end uh, the first chapter. That is a long chapter. Yeah. So much has already happened. A lot happens. (laughs) So much has already happened. Chapter 61. Dead nettle. Kavoth has acquired his supplies that he needed from Severn Lowe. He got the goods. And saw his girl. So, boy stoked. Why even go back? I know at that point. (laughs) He immediately, like, run, rushes over to the mayor's rooms and Staples, like, not happy to see him, but took him over to the mayor and he is, like... Okay, his... so I want to pause for two oh, seconds because yep. from Staples' perspective... Yes. Not long after Kavos showed up, the mayor declined significantly in health. He was already bad, but, like, now he's bedridden. Kavos has been seeing him in his private rooms. He got this weird-ass request to bring some birds into the room. And now Kavos showing up again with, like, some medicinal supplies yeah so he has no idea what's going on and i feel like from stapes perspective he's like is he like influencing my master like that's exactly what it looks like you know is he the one that's you know poisoning him not um codicus like obviously he he would have no reason to suspect codicus he has been given no information Mm -hmm. codicus has been helping the mayor for 12 years in everyone's eyes now kavol shows up and things are not looking good no it is Kid's sketchy. Back to you. Kid's like- definitely sketchy. So that's why he's glaring at him. And Stapes's looks towards Kavoth are going to continually increase in how hostile they are. Yes. And Mayor Alvaron's like also not happy with Kavoth. He was like, what took you so long? Codicus came back and I almost took the second dose of medicine if you were going to like be any longer. Yeah, Kavoth doesn't really have any fire under his ass despite like how drastic the situation is and i know he was being cautious cautious yeah. but it's like dude hurry up yeah seriously and so that that's exactly what he tells the mayor you know i had to be cautious i didn't want to be obvious and get all my supplies from one place in case people are watching at first he tries to give the mayor cod liver oil and he's like dude i'm gonna throw that up like i need something in my stomach first and so kavoth brews him some tea yeah. and in addition to the tea it has some medicine as well some laudanum in it because he's trying to wean him off of what? Off of the dinner resin. Based poison with the lead that Codicus has been giving him. Yeah. There's like a really intense thought that goes through Kavoth's mind as he's preparing the tea and having him drink it. And it's that, wait a minute. In Tarbian, I've seen grown men die. From withdrawal? Withdrawals. Like, I hope the mayor actually makes it through this. He's already pretty sickly and frail. Like, he doesn't have a lot of strength left. So to ask him to go through, like, a pretty abrupt withdrawal that has been... I mean, we don't know how long Codicus has yeah. been making this version of the medicine, but he seems pretty hooked on it. So, yeah, there's a good chance that, like, he might not pull through. And if that's the case, and then, like, everything we just said about Stapes' perspective is that, like, all bad signs are pointing towards Kavoth being the murderer. Yeah, like... His health went in decline when Kavoth came around. He was in his private chambers. He gave him tea before he died, if he, God forbid, died. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole lot. And so after the cups of tea and the laudanum start taking effect, uh, the mayor starts to feel seem like he's evening out a little bit. And so then... Probably because he has some laudanum now. Yeah. To help with, like, cravings. Exactly. He gives the flask to the mayor. He's like, all right, two big leg chugs. And <laughs> the so... <laughs> yeah. And so the mayor's like... Ugh, like no and so he does like baby i just can't sips. even imagine i've never had it i know it's like an old school medicine but i can't imagine like drinking mouthfuls of oil that most likely taste and smell like fish like the texture alone yeah like absolutely not on an empty stomach especially when you're sick 
Yeah. It's one thing if you're healthy and you're like, oh, just do it. It's one thing when you feel like crap. And then it's like, <laughs> you would you like vomit it. oil? Mmm. Mmm. And so Kavoa really needs to learn like tone, sir. Tone. Tact and tone. Yeah. Because he was like, stop being a baby. Like, drink. The mayor literally is like, don't talk to me as if I'm a child. And he's like, like I am your king, essentially. Like, shut up. For real. And so Kavoth then like claps back. He's like, well, act like a man and take your medicine. Dude, tone. Again. Oh my God. And so. This is going to be his downfall. He has too much hubris. Yeah. I feel like this line it's in its own, I thought would be like the nail in the coffin where he was like, well, I remind you who you're speaking to. And Kavoth says, I'm speaking to a sick man who will not take his medicine. (laughs) And so. Dude. Yeah. If this guy's not fucked up on drugs right now, like, you would be out of here. Yeah, for reals. The mayor then says, like, it can't be done. Like, a pint of, like, cod liver fish oil? Like, no. And so, Kavoth then literally, and I love it. At this. least he puts his money where his mouth is. Quite like, literally. I will give him that much. Like, literally just, like, takes the flask and chugs the entire Making thing. Making intense eye contact the whole time, which I find so funny. <laughs> he must look like a crazy person. Like, all awkward, just like, oof, oof. Oh, horrible. Horrendous. Horrible. And so then he pulls out the other flask. He's like, well, that was going to be your next day's dose, but I'm going to have to get more. This is yours. You know what to do. I think the mayor, like, doesn't really have a response to this, right? Yeah. Like, it's he's just like kind of so shocked. The by pride him. of the nobility <laughs> where he's just like, fine. Also probably severe, severely grossed out by Kavoth right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Kavoth then, after Cod Liver Fiasco 5, is like... I have the ring. Would you like it back? The ring that the mayor had been using to, you know, summon him. Yes. And the mayor says, you can keep it for now. You've earned that much, which is like pretty big step forward. Pretty shocking considering like two sentences ago, he was mad that Kavoth was not speaking to him with respect. I think the mayor is hopeful that this is going to go well, despite the fact that like the next few days are going to be really, really rough for him. Yeah, and so... And Kavoth at least did warn him, but it's a sign of good faith that he leaves the ring with Kavoth. It does go into his bowl now, so he's kind of, like, stepped up on the social ladder a little bit, which yeah. is interesting. And so this is where things get a little rough, because he tells the mayor, all right, drink your gross oil, keep drinking <laughs> fluids, like, it's going to be a, a rough ride, but at least this will take the edge off. And so as he's leaving, he approaches Stapes, and as he's letting himself out, he says, don't... And this is where, to me, it seems so sketchy. He's like, so don't condemning. throw away the mayor's tea. He's going to want it when he wakes up. Stapes literally looks at him as if, like, he's going to murder him. He's like, dude, like, have you lost your damn mind? Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's so condemning to say that. Yeah. And so as Kavoth is, like, walking back, this is where he has, Although like, I guess from Stapes' perspective, if that tea is the poison, like, Kavoth told him not to throw out the evidence. Yeah, there's that. But as Kavoth's heading back to his rooms, he's having, like, this whole malstorm of thoughts of, like, wait a minute, I am looking super guilty, but let's hope the mayor lives through the night. And so as he's looking out the window, just completely ralphs up all that, like, fish oil, and he's just like, shit. (laughs) Yeah, not a good few moments for Kavoth. I know he's just probably got, like, adrenaline pumping through his veins, and he's like, I can help, I can help, but... He may or may not be entirely right about all of his assumptions. He already said he didn't have the best supplies because he's not near the university, and that's why he resorted to the fish oil, which is not what he would have normally picked. So he's hoping that that works. He's hoping that the mayor's withdrawal symptoms aren't too bad. He's hoping that the birds 
die when they're supposed to. Like he's got a lot riding on just hope at this point. There's so many uncalculated risks involved and it's shocking how they end up playing out how they do. Hello listeners. This episode actually got so long that we're going to have to break it into two parts. So part one will be posting today, October 13th, and then part two will be posting tomorrow on Thursday. So stay posted for the rest of the episode. Bye! Thanks, listeners. If you're looking for more, check us out at fantasticbookspod.com, where we have book reviews, reading list suggestions, merch, and you can even send us a message. Or find us on Facebook and Instagram at fantasticbookspod. And if you like what you've been hearing, don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks! Thanks.